Welcome to this Faith Builders Church live stream. I just want to bless you tonight. Let's open with prayer. Heavenly Father, I just thank you and praise you for who you are. I thank you, Father God, that you are a God who loves us so unconditionally. I thank you, Father God, that you have shed your love abroad in our hearts by the power of the Holy Spirit. I thank you, Father God, that your spirit bears witness with our spirits. And I thank you, Father God, that there's no weapon that's formed against us that can prosper. I thank you for your anointing to break every yoke of bondage, Father God, meeting every need, Lord God, of those who can hear my voice even from this place this evening. We thank you. We praise you. Bless this word tonight. Bless the minds and the ears, Father God, that the, these words will fall on. I thank you, Father God, that they are transforming words, not because I speak them, because, but because they are the truth, that they will know that will cause them to break through in every area of their lives. I give you all the praise, all the honor, and all the glory. In Jesus' mighty name I pray. Amen and amen. Well, welcome. This is going to be part two of, a, of this series called Don't Fear the Power of Your Faith. Last week we talked about many impossible situations that God would make possible. You know, drop the I am off of impossible and you have possible. And we found out that all things are possible to those who believe. And through God, everything is possible. The power of possibility is alive in the believer. We talked about how uh, just you know, having truth and knowing truth uh, makes all the difference because, you know, if you just have the truth, you know, you could carry your Bible and you, you could read it and all of that. But if you never took what was in that book to know what's in that book, to know how to apply it, that those words are just going to be mere words. But if you'll take the word of God and know the truth, then the truth will make you free. Hallelujah. You know, uh, I, I just want to talk to you briefly before I get into this message about having a prosperity mindset. I, I know things are a little bit, you know, dark out there right now, but I want to just, you know, minister to you for a second here, and then we're going to go right into this message. But, you know, the, God has given you the power to get wealth, to obtain wealth. That's what the Word of God says. The Word of God also says that Jesus became poor, so that you could become rich in all things. He said that you could give and that it would be given to you. Pressed down, shaken together, running over, shall men give into your bosom. That means you'll have an ample supply. We serve a God who is more than enough. God takes pleasure, the Word of God says this, God takes pleasure in the prosperity of His people. So if you're His people, He takes pleasure in your prosperity. And He's going to make a way where there seems to be no way. He's going to turn that impossible situation into possibility. God won't leave you begging for bread. There's no lack of money in the kingdom of God. But there is a lack 
of faith to receive it. You know, that's what I want to minister to you tonight about. Do you realize that Jesus, we talk about essential workers, I'm an essential worker, I work at the clinic, but Jesus was the ultimate essential worker because He made a way for us to operate at His level through faith in the finished work that He accomplished. Jesus is the greatest stimulus package there has ever been. In fact, it meets all your needs and requires no repayment whatsoever. Jesus was quarantined for three days. You know what? He was left alone so that you would not have to be left alone. You know, he's going to stick closer to, the, to you than a brother. You know, he was tempted in all things and yet did not sin. You know, he overcame the world because he knew you couldn't, but he did it so that you could be an overcomer, that you could have the breakthrough in every area of your life. And as you begin to use the measure of faith that God has given to you, you are able to change everything. You are the influence to the world. You know, there's so many things happening out there and so many of us are allowing what's happening out there to influence what's happening in here. No, don't do that anymore. Draw your line in the sand and say, I'm not going to let what's out there influence what's in here. I'm going to allow what's in here to influence what's out there. You see, you're the vessel of God's glory. You're God's hands. You're God's feet. You're, you're, you're the messenger of God. God is not going to do anything more. He, he's already accomplished it all. He made a way so you could do the things that you're called to do. That you could have purpose. That you could have meaning. That you could have prosperity. That you could have healing, that you could have amazing relationships. Christ paid the price for all that. And all you need is the measure of faith to obtain those things in your life. Remember, nothing missing, nothing broken. If something's missing in your life, if something's broken in your life, I want you to start to stir up faith in your life. You know, the Bible actually talks about a gift of faith. I believe that that is a faith that goes beyond our own faith. Uh, where, where you could say, okay, I have faith to believe for this thing, but then all of a sudden you have a gift of faith. I've had the gift of faith. Um, it, it's an incredible experience. It's just like this knowing. All of a sudden it's like, I know this is going to happen in my life. And you can get there. You can get to that gift of faith. In fact, you've got nine gifts, and, and, and the gift of faith is one of those things. And so you can operate in that. The Bible also says that you can have the faith of God. You can have the faith of God. Because you see, really, faith is faith. You're either in faith or you're not in faith. And so as long as you're in faith, then you're in the same faith that God has. It's awesome. It's incredible what you have through the finished work of Jesus Christ and the power of your faith. So let's talk about this a little bit. I want to read this scripture. It's in 2 Corinthians 12, verse 8 through 10. It says three different times. This is the Apostle Paul talking. Listen, this is the, the, the chief of all chiefs. This is, this is the guy that, I mean, planted every, you know, planted the New Testament church and structured it and caused it to grow and discipled so many people. And, of course, over the last couple of weeks, I've talked to you about becoming a disciple of Jesus Christ. But, but this is the guy, right? And he says, listen, three times I begged the Lord to take this sickness from me. He, each time he said, 
My grace is all you need. My power works best in human weakness. So now I'm glad to boast, he says, about my weaknesses so that the power of Christ can work through me. He says, that's why I take pleasure in weaknesses and in the insults, hardships, persecutions, and troubles that I suffer for Christ. And he goes on and he says this, for when I am weak, I am strong. You see, sometimes we want to be, you know, everything to the situation. We want to have the idea. We want to be the hero in the situation. And, you know, we want to have all the right answers. And, you know, we want to, you know, somehow be, you know, have a little light shined on us, right? Hey, great job. We want to be the people that someone will come up behind and, you know, pat them on the back and say, oh, thank you so much for doing that. But you know what? At the end of the day, without Christ, how do you even have the ability to do anything? Bible says you shouldn't boast of yourself. You know, it, it's all about Christ living through you. It's no longer Pastor Paul who's living. It's, it's the Christ that's within me. That's all that makes the difference. My efforts are in vain. My efforts are, 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 are nothing without the finished work of Jesus Christ. And there's certainly nothing without faith. I need to have faith. I need to believe God for things beyond where I am. I can't grow weary in doing good because I know if I do I'm not going to reap that which God has for me in my life I've got to be going from faith to faith from glory to glory from anointing to anointing from prayer to prayer from revelation to revelation revelation of God's word in my life otherwise I'm just going to grow cold otherwise I'm just going to be you know another good person you see, you can't be good enough. You'll never be good enough. You're not worthy of what I'm talking about, but because of the finished work of Jesus Christ, you get to participate in it. It's incredible when you can think that God's grace is sufficient for you. You know, what I believe grace to be is me doing my best, and even sometimes knowing I'm not doing my best, but I'm doing it by faith anyway. I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to give in. I'm going to keep doing it. And I'm going to get myself right again. I'm just going to keep that charge moving forward in my life. But once I've done all that I can do, I have no other choice than to depend on the finished work of Jesus Christ, the grace that is sufficient for my need. But you know what? I've got to be in faith. I've got to be trusting God more than I trust my circumstances. And I can't allow fear of the power of my faith to get in the way. No, it doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter what circumstance it is. It doesn't matter how bad it is. I'm telling you, you have the faith to believe God at His Word and change that situation. You could be saying, you know, Pastor Paul, you don't understand. I've been believing for my husband or believing for my wife to be saved or believing for my kids to be saved. And you know what? I've done it all. I've given. I've, you know, I, I'm at church. I read my Bible and all of that kind of thing. But if you're not careful, you'll do those things grudgingly and out of necessity rather than a cheerful heart. You see, your life is a gift to be given to others. 
You've got to have faith to believe that. You've got to have faith for the breakthrough. And that breakthrough, I'm telling you, it doesn't matter what you're facing. If you can find it in the Word of God, then greater is He that is in you than the circumstance that you're facing out there. I want to read you another scripture. It's found in Romans chapter 5. I'm going to read verses 1 through 5. I hope this blesses you tonight. I hope this encourages you tonight. Therefore, since we have been made right in God's sight, you're right in God's sight. Yeah, but I messed up, and yeah, I lost this, and I lost that, and I, I don't know what to do. And Listen, you have been made right in God's sight. You need to hear that by the Spirit of the Lord. You need to have the faith to receive that, to believe that for yourself. You need to walk in the fullness of who you are in the sight of God. He loves you with an everlasting love. He's never going to leave you. He's never going to forsake you. I'm telling you, He loves you. And He's for you in every possible way. It says, it says we have been made right in God's sight. It says, by faith. Everybody say, by faith. Tap your neighbor. I'm right by God's faith. We have peace with God because of what Jesus our Lord has already done for us. It's already done. Remember, when Jesus ascended back to heaven, He was seated at the right hand of the Father. The Father has rested in His finished work. I'm telling you, He's still at rest. And Jesus joined Him at His right hand, and He sat down at rest. So we're talking about a finished work, the, the work that the Lord has done for us. It says, because our faith, or yeah, because of our faith, I'm telling you, that's how powerful faith is. Because of our faith, Christ has brought us into this place of undeserved privilege where we now stand. And we confidently and joyfully look forward to sharing God's glory. Listen, how are you ever going to bring glory to God? The way you bring glory to God is to be fulfilled by the finished work of Jesus Christ. Be who God has called you to become, to be prosperous, to be healthy, to have everything that pertains to life and to godliness. That's how you bring glory to God. If God, listen, how else could we bring glory to God? You could say, well, I clap my hands and I worship Him and, you know, I do those things. But at the end of the day, if you're clapping your hands and, and you're worshiping aren't uh, uh, causing fruit in your life, then, then really they're, they're in vain. God wants you to bear fruit, much fruit, uh, intense fruit. overwhelming, overflowing fruit out of your life. That is how you bring glory to God. And you know what? Once that begins to happen for you, you just start lighting this one, and you start lighting that one, and you start going out into the highways and byways and take what God has given to you and begin to distribute to others. Verse 3, it says, We can rejoice too when we run into problems. And trials, for we know that they help us develop endurance. 
And endurance develops strength of character. And character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. Not just salvation and going to heaven someday. Praise the Lord. You're going to need faith to get that done too. I'm talking about salvation right where you stand because it's talking about problems and trials in this life and how our confident hope in the salvation will deliver us from those problems. Verse 5. And it says, in this hope, we will not lead, we will not be led to disappointment. No, you're not going to be led to disappointment. You're going to be led to the appointment and to be appointed, not by man, but by God. Remember, do everything as unto the Lord. You don't do things as unto people. You're not a people pleaser. You don't please yourself either all the time either. You please God. You can hear the still small voice of God. And when you do, and you, you, you have hope in the finished work of Jesus Christ, you will not be led to disappointment. That's what the Word of God says. You need to develop the faith to believe that and confess that over your life. Get rid of all that other junk you're rehearsing and talking about and complaining about. Listen, you should be thankful for everything that you have. God says if you be faithful in the little, faithful, we're talking about faith, faithful in the little things, He'll make you ruler of great things. And it says, for we know how dearly God has loved us because He has given us the Holy Spirit to Fill our hearts with His love. You see, you're the temple of the Holy Spirit. You're the host of the Holy Spirit. You're God's property. The moment you say, Jesus, come into my life, forgive me of all my sins, I make you the Lord of my life, I'm telling you, you in that moment became the host of the presence of God. You are that. And if, if he's in there, listen, I'm telling you, he, he wants to sort you out. He wants to lead you, guide you in all paths of truth and all that kind of stuff. I mean, he wants to set you from glory to glory. He wants to take you from, from, from faith to faith, from word to word. I mean, he wants to continue to ever build your life. And I'll tell you, there's no end to what God wants to do in your life. He has a lifetime of, I mean, incredible opportunities in store. Store for you is what the Bible says. In store. It, it's already done. It's already stored up in heaven. Ask God right now. God, God, meet my needs right now. I make you the Lord of my life. Please, please, God, hear my prayer. And I promise you, he hears every word you're saying. And the moment you can acknowledge him, acknowledge him. Not your circumstance. You're not there begging God to do anything. You're there to say, you know what, God, I have faith to receive what you have for me in my life. He'll meet you. He'll meet you right where you're at. And listen, He'll go the distance with you. But this time, don't fall back into, you know, false security. You know, put your trust in Him. Don't put your trust in your business, your government, the economy, any of those kinds of things. No, put your trust in God. In God alone. And He will not fail you. God can't fail. It actually says in the Word of God that, the, that love never fails. God is love. 
God can't be anything other than love. And He fills you with His Spirit of love. That's what He's done. Hebrews 10, 36. It says, you need to persevere. Everybody say, I need to persevere. So that when you have done the will of God, not your will, not the will of everybody else, let all that stuff go. But it says, so that when you have done the will of God, you will receive what He has promised. You see, God wants to speak, and He always is speaking. The question is, are you tuning in? Are you giving God time every day to just say, you know what, God, this is your time. God, I'm going to get up earlier and I'm going to listen to the still small voice. I'm not going to fall asleep back on the couch again. You know, I'm not going to get distracted by the dog or the cat or any other doggone thing. I'm going to really get into your presence. I'm going to carve this time out. It's me and you, and I'm never going to stop doing that. Who would you become in a year's time if you you spent, let's say, 30 minutes a day, every day in his presence. Who would you become? What would you become? What kind of influence would you begin to deliver to those people around you? What are you potentially missing that God is continually speaking, continually trying to get a word in edgewise so that he can begin to lead you from the place where you are to the place he's calling you? you too. I tell you, it's time to persevere, folks. You know, we can't be wimps. We can't be weak. And listen, this whole message, this whole message is don't fear the power of your faith. Declare your faith, not just in private. I mean in public, man. Be the word that people need to hear. They need to hear the word of God, and they're going to hear it through you. I want to give you this incredible opportunity to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. I want you to say this prayer with me, and you may say, well, that's, that's just a simple prayer. I've prayed it before or whatever. No, I want you to say it with faith, believing. I mean, I want you to really dig in here, and I mean really pray this prayer like you mean it. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, I come to you in Jesus' name. I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. Holy Spirit, Come live inside of me. I make you the Lord of my life. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. If you've received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I just want you to go ahead and put that in the feed down below. Let us know. We want to get materials to you. We want to disciple you. And we want to cause you to become a champion for Jesus Christ. Don't forget, let's tune in this Sunday. Pastor Barb is going to have an amazing message for you that you're going to want to hear because it's going to impact your life in a powerful way. Until next time, God bless you all.